0: Welcome in, One Nation, to another episode of The Hive Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Winger, joined today by women's golf team member, Emily Brewbaker. Emily, thanks for joining me.
1: It's great to be here. It's something new for me. <laughs>
0: awesome. Well, we're excited to have you on, and let's start by talking about yourself, everybody's favorite thing to do. So when I reached out to you, you were just named ODAC Golfer of the Week, and actually Eddie Coffrin, the fifth, has now won an award second time. So mm-hmm. you guys are just racking up the accolades <laughs> down yeah. in the golf department, but uh Yeah, so let's start with some of your performances early going, especially in the Bridgewater Invitational. After that, you get the weekly accolade. What's been working for you early on in this year?
1: Um, It was kind of weird because over the summer, I was really busy with uh, working, so I didn't really play very often. So I only played like once every two weeks. And then coming into the school year, I figured I'd have more time to golf. So. It's kind of hard to say, but it's a little bit of everything, just kind of <laughs> making sure everything's doing well and mentally that you're okay because golf is such a mental sport.
0: Yeah, and you and I were talking about, so that Bridgewater Invitational. you hit a double in the first hole. Yeah. And I can only imagine, <laughs> someone who golfs leisurely and gets very frustrated with it, I can only imagine your heads, your mindset there. But after that, how do you bounce back? What are some of the things you're thinking about as you go swing by swing and hole by hole?
1: Um, the easiest thing for me is I when I golf I think about it match play so it's me against the course and since I doubled that one I I was like okay it's kind of match play I was like the course is two up on me and it sucked because that was one of the easiest holes like it was it was a straight downhill par three and I was like this will be fine and then I walked off and I was like huh that's interesting and then I so I started on seventeen so then I played eighteen <clears throat> and I parred that and then. I moved to the front nine and I was like I just got I basically just have to make up two strokes and the boys were telling me all about the course and they're like yeah it's really hard there's a lot of difficult spots for this so I went into it really nervous and then I kind of played it and I got some lucky breaks and I just kept thinking all right I'm I won that hole and then later when I finished that nine I realized I was four under for it. So I was like, alright, that's not bad. It's a pretty good way to come back from a double on the first hole.
0: under a mark I will never reach. So yeah, <laughs> I'd say that's a that's a pretty good mark. And you mentioned getting some scouting reports from the from the men's team. How much are you guys relying on one another, talk to one another, communicating back and forth, whatnot?
1: Uh I mean we're both of the teams were really close since there's not many of us and we're a pretty small team. But they were talking about it, and of course it's gonna be different since they're playing so sure. much farther back. And I hadn't played this course before, so I didn't really know what to expect. So I just kind of went into it with the idea in my head that, I mean, the boys played pretty well. Eddie did really well. So I figured if the boys can score pretty well, then it should be okay for the girls to score as well.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned an interesting point. I've never really even thought about it. So, of course, regular people, when you go out there and play golf, we're starting on 1 or 10. You starting on 17 at Bridgewater... What kind of challenge does that start where you're beginning on the back end of the back nine, switching to the front, and then you're going to finish with what you didn't get to on the back? That's got to be some sort of mind prism that it puts you in.
1: A little bit. It's it's weird doing that because I'm so used to either starting on one or starting on 10 and then not going back to that nine until the next day. But it wasn't terrible starting on 17 because I was like, I'm near the end of it. And then I was like, the rest of my teammates are on 18 and one. So it wasn't too bad, but I was... When we were doing the practice round, all I could think of was the first nine, which is the mountainside that I had to play um, mm-hmm. soon after, that was supposed to be the hardest because there were a lot of hills, and walking that course with a bag is really a challenge. It's really fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my first thought was, I'm going to be completely exhausted, so what's worked for me is not really thinking about golf. Like If I can just keep my mind preoccupied doing something else, it works better.
0: I will have to try that out. Uh, It works really
1: well sometimes, but sometimes if you're not playing well, it's hard to recover.
0: Snowball effect in either direction. No (laughs) doubt. So then, of course, as a team, you guys come away with the win at the Bridgewater Invitational. What did it mean to have such a strong team showing early on?
1: Uh, It was great, because we, as a We didn't really play our fall and then spring. We just kind of like near the end. We just started to really come together as a team and shoot low scores. So coming into the second day, all shooting in the seventies, that was that was something big for a lot of us because some of them might not have played as well the first day. So to come back the second day and then beat another team record, it was it was a great feeling for all of us to come with, especially with it being our first tournament.
0: And so you come up with a team win. You play really well, you get that Odak weekly award. What type of what does that mean to you to get that recognition? Cuz you know, I feel like a lot of athletes obviously you're all putting in work and then you get that chance to get the, the spotlight on you. What did that mean for you?
1: It's an it's a nice feeling cuz I think back of just how long I've been playing golf and how much time and effort and money that has been put into the sport for me. Sure. And so every time I get that, my parents always send me a little message saying like Sit, with the link of it. So it's nice to feel accomplished, and then especially seeing your parents proud of you after everything that they had to sacrifice for golf.
0: Totally. I mean, that family dynamic is actually a yeah. really interesting way to think about it. Though. I haven't done that yet this year, so that's really, that's really interesting. So moving away from Bridgewater and your individual performances, I kind of want to know what it's like to be a member of the golf program, and specifically your coach, Mike Paverica, a guy, such an interesting person. How would you describe Coach V?
1: uh he he has a lot of energy we'll say that to start with he's we he just always has a lot of energy no matter what but it's kind of nice because as he's being a coach for men's and women's he kind of has to find a balance between us and it's been nice because he'll encourage the boys and then he'll come and do the same thing with the girls so it's been fun because especially with him playing golf and at Bridgewater that was his course Mm -hmm. so he kind of gave us a bit of an insight but he's kind. Of, he's fun. He makes sure that everyone is fed and all the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And he's always encouraging all of us. So it's been really fun.
0: You can never have too many PBJs. That is, that's the take I will stand by for the rest of my life. Well,
1: so. the girl I played with the first round was allergic to peanut butter, so that was a okay. Challenge. Sure, sure. Those circumstances,
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe not me. I can never get enough, so I'm jealous of y'all. One final thing I want to ask you. What are you hoping to gain out of uh, y'all playing the fall and the spring? But so we'll talk about the entire What are your goals for the rest of the year and some of the things you guys are hoping to uh, hit throughout the rest of the season?
1: Um, our record is currently 300 for a first day, and I think it'd be really cool if we could hit anything in the 200s, because we're so close, and I know that a lot of us could easily do it. For me, I got Rookie of the Year last year, and then the girl that got Player of the Year, Megan, I played with her in high school who's at Washington and Lee. So it'd be kind of fun to see if I can get that from her. Sure. But I, she's been solid for so many years that it's kind of hard to think about that, but that'd be a really fun thing to do. That's a little rivalry, buddy there. <laughs> Yeah. that would
0: certainly be fun. Well, Emily, it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much for joining. Thank me
1: you for having me. It's been great.
0: Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Hive podcast. Be sure to come back next week for a new episode, but until then we are signing off.